Um, good evening. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good, good, good day to you, sir. Oh, good day to you, too. Hi, I'm Shane. And I'm Michael. And this is uh, Dad Pods, the uh, unofficial MCU podcast. Uh, we are coming to you for the first time in a while. We haven't recorded in a few weeks. Um, after the holidays, we get busy and there's lots of stuff going on. We there's... usually take, we usually have maybe two out of eight weeks from the end of November to the end of February, which is probably more like 12 weeks. Yeah. Uh, a lot of vacation. A whole lot. Yeah. Yeah. So that's okay for us because we're mm -hmm. unofficial. We're unofficial. If it was official, you know what? They'd have to get on us. We'd probably have a time card. Yeah. You know, there'd be OSHA qualifications. But uh, that's not that's not the case. Um, so in in my in my travels this week, yes, um, I did surfing for the first time. Oh, yes. So uh, we went down to San Diego. We did like a lesson, mm -hmm. and I will tell you that my twelve year old son is awesome. Oh, like his his like second or third run, he stood up on the board. Yeah, yeah. took it all the way down into the into the uh, into the surf, and yeah. you know he was great. By by about halfway through, the instructor was just like, "Hey, Elliot, why don't you try turning?" You know, Ooh. and just like and yeah. stuff like that. And it's just like, "Oh, okay, sure." So he was great. I hurt myself. Oh, I like like pull a muscle in my side. Ooh, like yeah. So I don't know if I like like torque cartilage in my rib cage or or what it is, but I've been sore ever since, and it's been like Ooh. like six days. So I'm an ailing father right now. Yeah, that that does happen to us. Uh... I will say I hurt myself as well recently. Mm -hmm. you, uh, I did it by sleeping. Okay, that's hard. That, yeah, that's hard. That's hardcore. There's days I wake up and then the, the old shoulder hurts, and uh, yeah, that, that's a very typical ailment for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the the lesson is always, kids out there, don't don't get older. Yeah, don't get older. It's mm -hmm. uh, not fun. So if you can just not age, that's yeah. the way to go. So work on that. Yeah. Um. So anyway, uh, we digress. So. Our MCU news and notes for this week uh, are a couple weeks old. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Not a, lot, not, a, not a whole lot has happened. Um, but I think we should talk about uh, the trailer that was released during the Super Bowl. Which was weeks ago. Which was weeks ago now. C congratulations to uh, the LA Rams and their seven fans. Yeah, the St. Louis Rams did really well. St. Louis Rams did very well. Um it is funny that we do that to them because they, they were in LA first. Yeah, but and then, they didn't, and then we, they didn't and then, care when they, they when didn't they left. Care then. Yeah. I feel like St. Louis cared more when they left than LA cared when they left the first time. Probably. Probably. Um, LA I mean LA is just so big and expansive, it's like doesn't matter for yeah. yeah. Anyway, so there was this trailer that happened during the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. It was a trailer for the uh, Doctor Strange sequel, The Multiverse of Madness, which is a mouthful. If you try to say that fast, I always stumble over it. So I have to slow down when I say Multiverse of Madness. Mm. So what did you notice in this trailer? So the biggest thing that I noticed was I think they've made What If into a reality. The cartoon I What know. If. Yes, we do see a second at least one other version of Doctor Strange. Um, and it might be that sort of evil version that eventually kind of became a good guy at the end of What yeah. If. Yeah, totally. Um, that, that, that was my biggest takeaway from it. Yeah. So we've got some more Stranges. We've got lots of Wanda, which is yes. great because we all love Wanda. Yep. This, yep. This, this podcast kind of 
shifted from just dad stuff to MCU stuff when we started talking about WandaVision uh, around this time last year. Yeah. Um, Patrick Stewart. I heard that. Yeah. We, we had, his voice is, is, is in there. And, you know, for anybody that knows anything about the MCU and it wasn't part of the MCU, it's kind of the X-Men, but he was, he played the original um, Professor X. True. Uh, and it's, he played it for so long. I, it actually kind of escaped my mind that I, I thought like, oh, what, what, what role could he play? It didn't occur yeah. to me that he could possibly be paying, playing Professor X. Right. So it's, it's, he's either playing Professor X. He could be playing another character, I suppose. But yeah. it's definitely his yeah. voice. Yeah, he's it's definitely in it. Yeah. Um, my guess is that he is playing Professor X and that it's some sort of out alternate reality, maybe like an Illuminati kind of thing. So in, in, the, in the Marvel comics, there is the, the, this group of smart guys. I don't think there's any females in the Illuminati. No. Yeah. It's, uh, it's very sexist. Yep. It's very uh, uh, elitist. Yep. So it's yep. typically Professor X is in there. Uh, Doctor Strange is a lot of times in the Illuminati. Usually, yeah. We get a Reed Richards. Yep. Uh, we get Black Bolt, who's an inhuman, right. who doesn't say anything, which is a weird in inclusion into the Illuminati. Probably hard for him to participate in meetings. I think so. He does have telepathic abilities. Hmm. He can communicate with people, you know, with just his brain. But if he were to say anything, uh, the world would be destroyed. Oh, yeah, that's then, unfortunate. Yeah. And Iron Man is often yep. a member of the Illuminati. Right. So, so in, in this scene where we kind of lead up to this, we do get some robots that look a lot like Iron Man, uh, Iron Legion robots. Right. I I actually didn't pick that up, but yeah, that, that, that makes sense. I was just imagining these were some futuristic robots. So I thought they, yeah. was, they were in the future. It's hard to do a futuristic robot and not make it look like an Iron Man that he made it. So. Yeah. So, so there's been yeah. a bunch of speculations. Talk about it, yeah. So it looks cool. It I'm does excited. look cool. So there's been a whole lot of speculation. Um, people are saying that definitely Patrick Stewart is playing Professor X. Uh, there's been this rumor that Tom Cruise is going to play an alternate version of Tony Stark mm -hmm. for a while now. And maybe it's something like... Uh, for a while, the comics had... I think it was... Uh, um, not the invincible Iron Man, but a different adjective for Iron Man. Sure. Um, I'm forgetting right now. Incredible. Um, I don't know. Incredible. I don't know. Right. Um, and uh, it looks like we also might get either Captain Marvel or maybe like uh, Monica Rambeau with her full powers in this film. Yeah. Well. The, in the trailer, you see someone with the, the, that, that type of power set. Which is... Yeah, that glowy power set. Yeah. Yeah. So... So, so yeah, a lot, well, a lot happened. A lot happened with that. Yeah, so that's coming out uh, in a couple months. I'm sure we will talk about it uh, after it does. Um, there was also a trailer for Moon Knight. Yep, there was. Um, and it looks like that's going to be uh, a show that comes out in a few weeks. I don't know what to think of it. I, I assume it's going to be good because so far everything on Disney Plus that is has MCU been. has been good, except for Boba Fett. Boba Fett was not good, but that's not but MCU. Not MCU. Mm -hmm. Hence my clarifier. Everything that's MCU related. Right, right. Um, but yeah, I mean, it looks interesting. I love Ethan Hawke, and I like Oscar Isaac, so I'm excited yep. about those two characters. Um, those two actors playing those two characters. I so, I know so little about Moon Knight as a as a character and the sort of the mythos around him. Yeah. 
other than the meme of, you know, random bullshit go, which is hilarious and I love it. Um, that has to happen, obviously. I hope so. Gosh, I hope so. They, you know, they did, re they did recreate the Spider-Man meme with the three spider guys. Yep. Uh, so, you know, if, if, as long as we just recreate memes in the MCU going forward, maybe, maybe we've accomplished a whole lot. It's interesting we've hit this point because I remember very clearly in a very bad movie, which was X-Men 3, they recreated the Juggernaut meme, uh, which was, I, I'm the Juggernaut bitch. Uh, yes. And at that point in time, like, I, I remember people around me saying like, oh, this, they sort of just groaned because it showed how poor the writing was. Yeah, they didn't have anything better. Now, but that, but they, but in Spider Man, when when uh, the Green Goblin says, "I'm <laughs> I'm something of a scientist myself," I think everybody in the in my in my uh, uh, theater cheered. Yes, yeah. So we've gone a little bit around where it's now very appreciated. Yeah, uh, which also could also be the execution. Like the mm -hmm. execution was legit better, hilarious, better. <laughs> yeah, it's um, but I almost like it's almost like. Uh, Poochie, where they're just like, say the line, say the line, you know? He, <laughs> he just, said it. Yeah. He said it. He said the line, everybody. Yeah. So everyone yeah. clapped. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right. But that's, uh, I think that's all of the news. I, I did actually look before we started if there was anything sort of uh, kind of new news that didn't, I don't think there's anything. There's been a few, you know, a little bit of casting things. Hmm. Um, we did get a kind of a, a tacit um, understanding that like the Netflix Marvel shows, so Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Punisher, Iron Fist, Defenders, those Luke Cage, those have been uh, those will transition over to Disney Plus in the coming months. Okay. I don't know if there's a firm date. I think mid March was something that was leaked for like net for like Disney Plus Canada. There's different rules in different countries on what is played on Disney plus. I, I didn't know this it makes sense, but I didn't know this before. Yeah. But. All right. That's good. Well, we also got the DVD release date. I, I call it DVD, even though it's like, what? No one's buying now. DVDs anymore. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's the digital, the digital release is also right. the home probably, release. Yeah. Because I don't think that Spider-Man is going to be on Disney plus. It probably will not. None of the other Spider-Man movies are on Disney plus. Nope. And uh, this movie, as we all know, is a must watch. So, I think I got yes, by. It's, it. I think it's going to be a must rewatch. Yep. Probably yeah. the night of my family will buy it and we will watch it that night. Yes. Uh, my wife has not seen it yet and uh, she is really looking forward to it because okay. everyone else in the family has seen it and we've all raved about it. And, uh, you know, and Andrew Garfield's kind of a thing now. So that, that makes this all the more appealing. Yes. If you have not seen Tick, Tick, Boom, I strongly recommend Tick, Tick, Boom. It's terrific. Yeah, with Andrew Garfield, he was uh, a well-deserved Oscar nomination. Yep. All right. So, uh, but what are we talking about tonight? We're we're sort of you know over this. Yeah, we are talking about our second to last movie in our countdown of great uh, MCU movies. Right. This one easily could have been the, the number one movie too. It could have easily been number one. We've talked about like there there being coin flips here and there. I think the the latter one we just wanted to do just because it's the the epic yes. thing. But the, uh, tonight we're talking about Black Panther. Heck yeah, great movie. So I'm gonna do my recap. I'm out All of right. practice, uh, so I hope I will be be not over stumble over words or anything. And there's lots of really weird words in here, so I'm gonna do my best. All right, three, okay. two, one, and go. 
T'Challa, the Black Panther, is mourning the death of his father, the King of Wakanda. In the trial by combat with Mukambu, Mubaku of the competing tribe, T'Challa wins and keeps the Black Panther mantle. Meanwhile, a group of thieves led by Ulysses Claw is stealing artifacts made of vibranium, and the Wakandans send out Black Panther to capture him for his past crimes against the country. In an awesome fight, Black Panther, Okoye, and Nikaya, Nik Nikia capture Claw. See, I'm screwing up already. During his interrogation, Claw is rescued by Killmonger, and the white guy is shot. They save the white guy and bring him back to Wakanda. Killmonger kills Claw and uses him to get into Wakanda. Apparently, Killmonger is the T'Challa's long-lost cousin and challenges him to leadership of Wakanda. Killmonger kicks his butt, nearly killing T'Challa. Killmonger uses the full force of the Wakanda to plan an invasion of the rest of the world. Nakia, Shuri, and T'Challa's mom flee to M'Baka's tribe, where they, they are saved T'Challa. They nurse him back to health and re-attack Killmonger to stop him from invading the rest of the planet. Big fight that pits Wakanda against Wakandan, and T'Challa defeats Killmonger one-on-one. -on -one. Wakanda is safe and joins the international community. Not terrible. It's not my best, though. Not bad I, for a return from a, for a hiatus. For a hiatus, and there's lots of tricky words. Mumbaku is difficult. Even Mbaku is just difficult to say. Mbaku of the Jabari Parker tribe, right? The Jabari Parker tribe, exactly. So yeah, so what do we think? Well, this is a great movie. This is an excellent movie. I'm almost going to... I wanted to talk about this later, but I'm going to talk about it now. This was the movie when I saw it that I was like, wow, you can do anything with the MCU. Yeah. It doesn't... It's, sure, there's the trappings of superhero, but this movie had so many different parts to it. It was... At parts, it was like a Bond movie. At parts, mm -hmm. it's like royal family drama. At parts, yeah. it's a political intrigue and like sort of musings of what the what what should a nation do? Yeah, like what it, like what's the role of a of a superpower? Because because they are a superpower, right? That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. And to put that all into one movie is and do each parts of those well is incredible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've got some things going on in the world from a from a international conflict standpoint that are that really test what your role as an superpower is um and wakanda in this mcu really is the power in the world right right so you can look at them as having a lot more responsible than maybe a lot more responsibility as maybe um any other country in the world certainly within within the african continent right yeah there's the obvious parts about the african diaspora and uh, questions about like race in general, which is obvious, clearly there as we talk about it. But the, at the time, this was really big. And also, even just from a visual standpoint and a sci-fi standpoint, this is probably the biggest budget Afrofuturism movie that has come out at that point in time. Yeah, yeah. So I'm trying just, to think what else. I'm, yeah, there's other books stuff that have come out and things I've seen. But uh, I, I haven't seen it in film, really. Mm -hmm. Even down to the architecture, like the, the way that the buildings look, it, it's really cool. And if you've seen this any of the breakdowns, movie. it's absolutely yeah, a beautiful, beautiful movie. Um, and since you jumped into that, I, I, you know, talking about this as like a superhero origin story, um, I was talking to my, you know, my kid and my wife, we watched these movies together. Yeah. And... Um, Black Panther, T'Challa, I think is maybe the fourth most interesting character in this movie. Yeah. And fifth, if you even 
if you put in Wakanda as a character, and I think yeah. it really is, because that's really what's being introduced right. to the right. MCU here. Um, you know, we have the mythos around the Black Panther, and I think there's some, even some of the stuff around it is kind of silly, right? Like the whole idea of a trial by combat and some of this stuff, it's very ancient and very uh, misogynistic and yeah. macho yeah. and just like, even they sort of recognize that it's kind of stupid that they're doing all this. Right. Um, that, you know, you have to strip somebody's power and then you, you fight somebody with a spear. It's just like, that doesn't, that doesn't make you a good king. Yeah. That's way worse than the electoral college for your. Yes. And the electoral college is terrible. Yeah. This, but, this, this is a clear flaw with the Wakandan government. Yes. Um, so, you know, you just, it's the whole idea of like a philosopher King, right? It's like a, like a platonic ideal of a, of a, of a nation. Right. But but all the other stuff, you know, the technology, the um, the beauty, like you mentioned, the architecture, the setting, the whole the whole idea of there being this um, this thing that they can mine and take from the earth and kind of put back into the earth. And it creates their, you know, their their their, their super flower and, and yep. you know, all of their weapons, all of their technology. You know, I'm, I'm assuming they're carbon neutral. Yeah, because vibran vibranium is a green energy source, I would assume. It's kind of blue. Yeah, a little. <laughs> yeah, there, there's something about this movie. So we saw the Black Panther introduced in uh, Civil, Civil, War. War. Civil War. I don't think that, that, that the character introduction had nearly as much impact as when this movie came out. Right? Sure. Like, clearly, obviously Civil War is a popular movie. Black Panther was a phenomenon. Yeah. Number one at the box office for multiple, multiple weeks, right? Yeah. yeah. I think it really only got displaced by uh, Infinity War. Um, I, I want to say, well, if Infinity War came out that same year, I believe. It did. That, it that's what I mean. I think it was number yeah. one until, like, it yeah. was number one for a long time. Yeah. And this is, kids, way back when, this is, you could go to the movies, like, every week if you wanted to. Right. It wasn't something where you had to, like, plan your, your movie in advance and make sure that, you know your local place had, you know, mask mandates updated to where you can actually have more than 10 people in a room. It, it, it was a lot going on. Yeah. So this at the time was a huge cultural phenomenon where people who don't see superhero movies want to go see this. Right? I think that's true. And I think this is one of the maybe three or four entries into the MCU where if you're not a fan of the MCU or comic yeah. books or superheroes, you've probably still seen this movie. Yeah. And, and so I think my, my point was that like, as important as a character as Black Panther is, the, the concepts within are were just that much more important. The concept mm -hmm. of Wakanda, this idea that uh, this sort of vision for the, I would say the future, but also like this other world, like this, this place that had never been colonized. And I, yeah. I saw that in an interview with the, some of the makers of like, that's what they looked for for the, the architecture for Wakanda of like, mm -hmm. imagine a place where this country in Africa hadn't been colonized and what would it look like? And if they could have built up and how would it seem different? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, and I think that's important. It's important to imagine these things because that's, that's how we make things real. We start to yeah. imagine it and that's the, the first step. Yeah, no, it's beautiful. Uh, Ryan Coogler, um, the director deserves a lot of credit. Oh yeah. Um, as does, uh, the, uh, uh, Michael B. Jordan, uh, yeah actor plays Killmonger best MCU villain oh yeah yeah easily you know only gets one only gets one movie but uh 
popped up a couple of times, I think, in the uh, in the What If show, right? Um, but uh, but yeah, only gets one the one movie here. Uh, they do kill him off at the end. I think that would be the only criticism of the movie. I have. Really? I w- maybe, maybe there's a way to bring him now. There's the way that the multiverse works. There's there's got to be a way to bring him back. Yeah, no one's going to stay dead. But that, but uh, I, I I do think that they 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 would have been benefited keeping him around. Um, yeah. The only thing was what he says at the end makes it clear why he's going to die. Right. right. I, I think that was true to the character. So oftentimes they kill off the villains, I think just to make the story complete, but in this case, right. everything in this movie was trying to serve character. And yeah, yeah no, and, and that's, and that's fair. And that's fair. I mean, I'm, I say keep him around just because I just loved watching him on screen. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and, and what, and you, you mentioned it, what he does say is, you know, you know, when I die, just, you know, bury my body at sea, yep. uh, like my, like my ancestors who decided that, you know, uh, jumping from from the slave ships was better than living in bondage yeah yeah which is just such a, a such a powerful statement and mm-hmm. talks to his origin which is he was born from wakandan anger. yeah yeah wakandan royalty born from anger and a american african-american mother right and that's those two worlds put together best mm-hmm. villain yeah um and I think they were able to balance sort of the origin of Wakanda and the story around that and, and the Killmonger story, which really doesn't sort of, they don't really kind of meet until about, I don't know, 60% of the way through the movie. Yep. Um, and, and they're, they're able to sort of balance that t- storytelling. It's really definitely done. Um, Great movie. Yeah. Um, some really nice action, action sequences. I really love the action sequence uh, in korea yep south korea i believe yep uh where you know they're they're it's a it's a it's an arms deal basically they're trying to sell vibranium to the cia and the wakandans are trying to intercept it and uh uh capture claw who's got this really cool like his arm is now this uh um cool like weapon kind of thing yeah you get the car chase as part of that you get the fight sequence in the casino which that that's what I was talking about, but the Bond sequence, like that's yeah. the Wakandans. That's, that's uh, right out spies. of a, out of a James Bond movie. Yeah, so great. I love it when she throws the wig. Just she can't stand. To, yeah, Okoye having hair on her. Okoye. So I, I did mention like like T'Challa, and I'd be remiss if not mentioning him. I think if we are going to talk about the most interesting characters, we have to say Killmonger. I think yep. is right near the top. Um, I loved Okoye. Mm-hmm. I love uh, Shuri yep. as a character. Uh, the actress is a crazy person, but Shuri, the the the, the character is terrific. Yep. Um, and then I also think Nakia, being sort of like a war dog slash, uh, you know, spy that's been sent out by Wakanda into the rest of the world, um, she kind of has this tie to the rest of the world that maybe the other Wakandans don't, um, and that's kind of interesting. Yeah, and, and then yeah, and T'Challa wants to have uh, Nakia, like you know, he wants to marry her, mm-hmm. but she wants to stay out in the field that comes up again and again and that that's that's the play what's really so well done in this movie she's the one who introduces this idea of like you know wakanda needs to be out there and he sort of very quickly starts to dismiss that like oh we must stay hidden from the world and you don't think that's actually going to be the big push (laughs) until it does right at the end it feels like a way line and it feels like this is one of those few 
movies where the motivation of the villain yep ultimately is where the hero gets to right, right. he doesn't decide to go you know conquer the rest of the world yeah but he uses wakandan technology and wakandan influence to sort of bring the rest of the world up to lift it up you know that's yep. the goal of the of the wakandans at this point yeah uh, it's kind of interesting uh i think uh um just as an aside nakia becomes a bad guy in the comics oh no that yeah. break my heart <laughs> um but everybody sort of becomes yeah a bad guy. A that's good guy. true yeah um they couldn't have the, the comics very, rarely ever do this thing where like the first girlfriend of a of a of a hero is the one that always stays yeah it's always like the second one that always stays so like so nakia was the first girlfriend for for t'challa they break up because you have to create drama and then you know they bring in aurora Monroe, who's storm from the x-men and that's kind of like the love of his life and eventually becomes the queen of Wakanda, all that stuff. She doesn't it's stay either, right? No, she doesn't stay either, but that's like, but that becomes the sort of the, the, uh, you know, think about like Spider-Man and MJ, right? right. Um, MJ is the one that everybody thinks about, but Gwen Stacy was the first girlfriend. Yeah. Um, you know, she died and that does a whole bunch of stuff, but you know, but it becomes MJ as the, is the sort of the, 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 the ongoing, Love, right so the ongoing love is storm but <clears throat> the the panel that i remember most because it's a very famous one is where t'challa storm has done something to basically betray wakanda or done something that's mm -hmm. un-wakandan and then uh you know, t'challa says uh, you know by the high priest of uh of our of uh, wakanda our our marriage has been annulled and so you you, you know you're sent off and then she's like but but you're the high priest and, and he just sort of sends her off because just as, as expressed in this movie, like, you know, for Wakanda you know, in yes. a heartbeat. That, and that is mm -hmm. the sentiment that's like the, the driving ethos of T'Challa, which, which I just which, love. Like, yeah, which I also think is why, why the, the upcoming sequel to this movie is called Wakanda Forever. Yeah. I think that's an that's a, appropriate title. Um, I, do kind of, I do kind of wish they, they recast T'Challa because, you know, we did, we did lose Chadwick, Chadwick Boseman tragically, and that's tragic. Um, but, uh, I do, I'm going to miss that character. I, I'm going to predict they're going to bring him back. I know they've said that they won't. I mean, I think that's based on how they were feeling at the time, which is very justified. Mm -hmm. I just think like Superman, like Batman, like, like other characters too important to not have a version existing. Right. There is the, 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 there is a rumor that, that the two rumors that are sort of competing right now is that. It's either going to be Shuri as the Black Panther or Umbaku right. as the Black Panther, one of those two. So. I think they bring that up because in the comics, Shuri is the leader of Wakanda for a while. And she does become the Black Panther at times. Right. She, she takes up the suit and the mantle and is the protector of Wakanda. Right. And then Umbaku, because talk about people who steal the show, is great. Oh my gosh. We, I mean, maybe, maybe T'Challa is the seventh most interesting character. Yeah. Yeah, and he's because, a great character. But yeah, because I also think the the um, the white guy was kind of funny too. Yeah, <laughs> he's not better than. <laughs> no, he's not better, but he at least he provided the the uh, the comic relief, which yeah. is a you know just talking about representation and 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 how this sort of movie sort of fits in um, culturally, you know, 
a lot of times in these sort of action movies where you've got the you know the magic white guy who's the the superhero um the black character is often the comic relief you know think every chris tucker movie that he's ever been in <laughs> yeah yeah um that sort of idea where the 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 white guy the, the black guy says a couple things and he's got a couple jokes and that's it right right um uh this is an actual like the the white guy here is like a little witty and kind of funny yes. and not really particularly heroic though he does do some awesome things at the end but he's yeah. not but he's there largely for comic relief right kind of fish out of water comic relief kind of stuff right totally mm -hmm. um uh you've got to take on the worst fight what was the worst fight so i'm sad to say i think it's the end fight is it's uh if anything if there's a minor flaw in the movie it's that it follows the unfortunate pattern that some marvel movies hit where like the ends just sort of go into escalating chaos and mm. then you got a fight with two very similarly powered characters and so we have two black panthers fighting against each other yeah uh, I think the setting of it, I think the setting of that scene was probably the, the bad, the, what was bad about it. Yeah. Like they did it because it, because they did it in this sort of vibranium mine and everything like that, it became this situation where it had to all be like overly CGI. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like, you know, those, those one-on-one -on -one fights that we had both T'Challa Mbaku, T'Challa Killmonger at the top of the, the, um, uh, waterfall there those were yeah. cool yeah those um, are super I felt cool. like yeah. they need to figure out how to bring it back to that spot for that yeah. last fight <laughs> something like that just or like, they, they somehow like lose them, the suits i don't know yeah just have them like you know end up there somehow like get get one of them in a plane and they take off and you know he has to jump on top of it and break in and throw them out that kind of thing yeah. and then you end up there and just and then and they have that sort of you know you know there's that coming back to the source of everything yeah um, that would have been a good thing that that being said it was fun it was pretty yeah but, it's fine and yeah. it also the, the end fight also allows that the uh the line that okoye says like for what would you kill me my love with mm -hmm. the head of the border tribe says to her and for wakanda in a heartbeat yeah yeah um right after she stops the the rhino that was the th that was the moment in that, mo that movie i was just like what where they were like there was like these rhinos that were coming out and they were fighting on top of rhinos i was like really awesome that's cool yeah it is kind of fun to see <laughs> they need i don't know i don't know that we saw did we see rhinos in infinity war they don't use the rhinos why didn't in, they use the rhinos against all those uh, that would have been cool I, I don't know maybe maybe they were tuckered out from the fight in this movie yeah um yeah um i do like you know so the the one parallel that we get uh you know when t'challa um you know, goes into that trance and, and takes the, the heart-shaped herb and uh, uh, Killmonger does the same. We get, we get this, um, uh, this reflection of them in their previous, uh, uh, and their previous uh, generation. So like their father, um, and you get to see that both of these characters are really dealing with the sins of those past generations. You know, uh, Killmonger reacts I think predictably where he he tries to um take what he learned is from his father and lash out against the rest of the world right um and then t'challa doing the hero thing uh 
is taking what he learned and he lashes out against those previous generations and says like no you guys were wrong uh we've looked at this you know sort of protecting wakanda in the complete wrong way we can't protect it from the rest of the world we have to lift up the rest of the world to bring that bring wakanda to it yeah and i i think you know when with a lot of storytelling we look at like what a hero wants and then what a hero needs so in the beginning he's missing his spot like that's 100 established from the start and he thinks that that's being his father as he's learning to be the king of wakanda and he's just looking at his father as the, the that ideal and then he very quickly realizes that's actually not what he needs. What he needs to be is his own leader and to make his own decisions. And that's when he says to his father, like, you were wrong. This was just, this was wrong. You, you left the child behind. Mm -hmm. And then makes other decisions ultimately to the end of the movie where he opens up Wakanda. That's, mm -hmm. that's when he figures out what he needs and what he has to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, really good stuff. Really, really, really good, good stuff. stuff. Yeah. So this is, I think, the first MCU film to get an Oscar nomination. Yeah. Um, I, I want to say The Dark Knight is the only other one comic book movie that got some serious Oscar consideration. In fact, it didn't get a Best Picture, Picture nomination, but that film sort of inspired the following year. The Academy Award expanded their movies to like 10. Yeah. But I think uh, Heath Ledger obviously got a uh, Oscar win, posthumously, right. playing the Joker. Yep. Um. But yeah, this this was nominated for Best Picture, deservedly so. Uh, representation matters, guys. Totally. Um, it it really matters. It it. I didn't realize how much this was gonna matter. Like in the movie theater, I saw the trailer. I was like every Marvel movie, excited for it. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. Did you, when did you know this was gonna be a big thing? Probably seeing it. Yeah. You know, because you a trailer doesn't give it a movie sort of any sort of justice. Yeah. Um, but seeing it and just realizing that the entire movie, you know, with the exception of, of Bilbo Baggins. Yeah. Uh, is, is an African-American and every, or not, not necessarily an African-American, an African, a black face. Right. 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 Um, we don't see movies like that. Yeah. You know, yeah. Unless they're, unless they are specifically a black movie, right? right. Like a movie that's like, catered and marketed to black audiences right um and not to say that's anything wrong with those films but this was a movie that was marketed to you know old 40 year old dudes like us yeah <laughs> well and again i think this is like the, the power of this whole fantasy world of saying like this is this is everything and being able to tell these kind of stories is, is pretty great. It might almost not that I don't want to be too negative, but like when I thought of like how great the MCU was in terms of being able to do anything, it also made me sad realizing like, wait, this is so much better than Star Wars, which at the time was going through some rough. Right now, it's still yeah. going through some rough patches. But Star Wars can't seem to tell every kind of story. It can only tell a very narrow set of stories. Right. And this is the movie for me that made it where MCU could, within this framework, tell anything that you want. And you should yeah. tell You should tell lots of stories. And I think the advantage that this movie has, and it's, and it's going to be really interesting to see the Wakandan world going forward, um, how that actually, um, how that works with it. Because this has the advantage of, we've got this insulated 
nation within Africa yep. that doesn't have any interaction with the outside world, it's built into it, right? It's built into the bread of this country that it doesn't interact with the rest of the universe. So it can you can tell this very, I don't want to call it a narrow story, but you can tell this very intimate story about this country and this group of uh, individuals uh, that doesn't necessarily spill out into, you know, the universe at large, or as we've seen since then, the multiverse at large. Yeah. Uh, this is, it's going to be interesting to see what, what, it ha what happens going forward. Um, this, this worked as really a standalone film. Yep. As, as part, it fits it with the, uh, the universe perfectly, but it also, you can watch this movie you know, your wife is not the biggest MC fan. She can watch this movie as a standalone and not yeah. see any others and be fine. Yeah, totally. Uh, I think they did that with Shang-Chi. Mm -hmm. um, that was the the one the one movie that my son, when he was talking about it, and he's 12, but he was talking about it and was like, you know, I think they really, they took that formula with, with Black Panther and they, and they made it with Shang-Chi. Uh, and that's also a very similar sort of insulated world that they went into yep. with the... Uh, but that's kind of secret uh, mystical town. Yep. But um, but that's also a movie that also really hits you with the representation matters. Yeah. Um, because as much as uh, African Americans are uh, and black and you know brown and black faces are misrepresented, mis is that under just underrepresented, not misunderrepresented. Yeah. Uh, underrepresented in american films so are asian faces yeah uh, and this is that was a perfect example of that one too yeah which also made our top five i think it, it, it sure we have did. 17 films in our top five but it definitely was up there <laughs> it, it made it into the top <laughs> the, the 17 movies of the top five for sure yes it was because that was really good too i think the beautiful thing also with the, the world of wakanda i could imagine a, a disney plus miniseries too because they they hint at this bigger world you could imagine a series which talks about like we only got a hint of it. The uh, well, this is this is the merchant tribe and this is the the river tribe. And uh, I I really thought it was for the world building to have it where this is this isn't really just one nation. It's a loose coalition, mm -hmm. uh, and that that was kind of like the start of Lord of the Rings, which was done really well. Like setting mm -hmm. up all that history told, which yeah, like this Killmonger's dad, uh, yeah, was really smart to show that like the hold of power actually isn't that strong. And that, that makes the politics really tricky. Yeah. And I wonder, like you said, they are supposed to do a Wakanda series for Disney plus, I think. Oh, that'd be cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I, and I, I think that's probably the, the avenue that they go. Cause there's, there's lots, there's lots of stories to tell within that structure. Right. Um, it doesn't need to just be, you know, this one guy with magic powers at yeah. the top. That's the one that we're going to care about. We can care about that in these films because he's going to have these kind of crossovers with everything else. But right. um, the MCU has done really well when they've told these sort of narrow, very um, um, intimate stories. Uh, and, you know, particularly the last the last year with the Disney Plus series, um, a lot of that was really started in this film because this, as the, because the, the MCU was starting to really expand at this point, right? We had had Civil War, which was just, it was amazing. And then after that, after this, we get Infinity War and um, Captain Marvel and uh, uh, 
and uh, Endgame all back to back to back, and it's even more. It's never been more bloated, right? But then what you get after that is just you get this one little Spider-Man movie, then you get the Scarlet Witch, yep, and you get all these other little tiny stories that sort of that kind of fit into the grand scheme, but they don't have to be, you know, everybody's ending the world. Right. Um, everybody's coming, you know, to fight at the, you know, whatever battlefield you choose to have it at. Well, you know what they've done, Shane, is uh, they've introduced comic book storytelling into the broader television and they movie have, audience. They have. They have. You have. You have these crossover events within comics, which are generally not very good. No. Uh, you know, it's worked a couple of times. Right. I will tell you, like, Civil War worked really, really well as a yeah. crossover yeah. event in the MCU. It's it's all right in the comics. Yeah, well, I think the problem in the comics is maybe the multiple writers. They they had to have characters acting way out of character in the the comics to make it work. Exactly. You've got Spider Man starts. He's he's like, oh, I'm gung ho for giving up my secret identity. And you're like, wait a minute, Peter? No, you really? no, you're not. Yeah, no, you're not. Yeah. And he he eventually changes back at the end. He's like, you know what? I made a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go talk to this demon over here. Yeah. But yeah, are we? Is that it? Is that is that? Have we said all there is to say? I think this is all that anyone ever needs to say on this monumental movie. I hope not. I hope there's really smart people out there that say more about this film because I, I think they already have. This is yeah. our take on it. Uh, is how much we appreciated the movie, mm -hmm. and I I just think personally for me this is when, although I, I really enjoyed the MCU obviously until this point, but this is the one where I was. I, again, it, it just, it opened up the world. It really felt like, wow, you could do so much here and not just tell stories that are for comic book fans. Yeah. You could tell stories that help expand everything, make you think about things for a long time mm -hmm. after it. Yeah. Um, it was, I think, the film, and it came, you know, fairly late, uh, but it's the film that established the MCU as the best sort of series of movies uh, in cinematic history, yeah, like it's it, like you mentioned, it surpassed Star Wars. It surpassed any of the other, you know, series of movies. What do you want to talk about? Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, any of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. This is the one that put it over the top. It has numbers on its side. It's quantit it's quantitatively larger than any of the other pretty much series, except for maybe James Bond. Yeah. Uh, at this point, and James Bond has a sixty-year head start. Right. But. Uh, um, but yeah, uh, uh, excellent film. We recommend it. If you haven't watched it, go watch it. I'm if you haven't watched Black Panther, why did you listen to this podcast for the last 45 minutes? Well, we know you've already watched it. And you're just thinking fondly on it. And yeah. Go rewatch it. Uh, go rewatch it, yeah. It's on Disney+. Plus. It's lovely. Yeah. All right. Thank well, you, then. Michael. Thank you, Shane.